March 15th. That's the deadline for agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs. So how do you know which one is best for your farm? Well, it may be a case-by-case scenario, but the Rank Agribusiness Institute has some recommendations. I'm Charity Stebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Paul Mitchell, the director of the Rank Agribusiness Institute at UW-Madison, says many of the concerns he's hearing from farmers about loans and these programs has to do with high interest rates. We've seen so much of the growth in interest rates. They're up there, you know, 7 8% is not at all unusual and probably um, higher for plenty of people. What's nice is it looks like the inflation's under control and the Federal Reserve is probably going to be coming down in this. The big question is when. I think there's going to be a soft landing where the economy is not going to go into a recession. If it is, it's going to be a mild one. The economists, you know, will debate this and we'll just have to wait and see. So interest costs are really high for a lot of farmers and, um, and we're just going to have to wait and ride this out. But it looks like their interest rates will be coming down soon. But how soon and how far down, we don't know. So what do you have for advice? How should farmers decide when trying to choose between agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage? What are you recommending when it comes to that? Today, I'm recommending ARC for all of our crops um, just because it helps with the prices are st- the expectations for prices are still well above those floors, the effective price floors they have for the PLC. There's a big price forecast for 2024 that comes out from USDA in mid-February. We'll know a lot more information then. That's when I'll update my, potentially update and change my recommendations. But right now, ARC for everybody. And even if you signed up now or signed up already, you can still change your mind. You just have to get the form signed. You have until March 15th. And so right now, I would encourage people to be patient, maybe wait until February, see what the USDA says, get a little bit more market information. And then it's going to become a technical issue. How close each farm is going to depend upon your yield. It's going to depend on how you do relative to the county because that's what pays on ARC. And so it's going to get to become a very technical issue if we see an erosion of price expectations and getting close to those price floors from the PLC level. And then all bets are off. So I'm hopeful that these price expectations stay high and it's an easy decision for everybody. Should these decisions be made separately from crop insurance decisions or can they kind of go hand in hand? I say keep them separate. Um, Crop insurance, these payments for the ARC and PLC come a whole year later, essentially. So like the 2024 payments, if they're triggered for a farmer, ARC and PLC will not show up until September, October of 2025. It's a whole year later. You're already getting ready or starting to harvest your 2025 crop when these payments come. Crop insurance is much more focused on the current year based off a current price forecast, your actual yield histories and stuff like that. So um, I keep them separate. Treat the government payments as a nice program that helps out when prices and or yields erode in your area. And crop insurance is key this year. What is that telling farm bill lawmakers? Uh, there's a lot of support for crop insurance, both among farmers and a lot of the ag, um, all the different ag groups out there. They pretty much all across the board, everyone's strongly in support of the crop insurance program. We'll see there's even some emphasis potentially in raising the price floors for PLC, marketing uh, marketing assistance loans, the loan rates used for those to help farmers cash flow. Because those prices, those floors were set a long time ago, and they're just not so relevant anymore in modern markets after all these inflation and stuff. So I think there's a good possibility that they will come up a little bit, those, those price floors. But crop insurance, it's, it seems to be a lot of support. I don't anticipate any big changes for crop insurance. And hay stocks are the lowest they've been in 75 years. Can you touch a little bit on that impact? 
yeah, hay stocks are down. This year they're down just because we had a dry year, and so the overall production is down. But acres have been declining for a long time in the state. It's basically the dairy rations have shifted. They just don't use as much hay as they used to. And so we're seeing a movement away from hay as a crop to use in the dairy ration. There's still plenty of beef um, production that, you know, there's still plenty of hay being used. It's just that relative to where it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's just been coming down for a long time. The drought did not help this year, but it's so it's the lowest we've seen in a long time. And so on the opposite end of the spectrum, that's the lowest, but land values in Wisconsin are the highest among neighboring states. Can you touch on some of the demographics of that land? Yeah, Wisconsin saw a big jump in land values last year, um, 11.8% according to USDA. And you see these. this is a over a three-year trend. We've seen big jumps in land values. Wisconsin's land is up about 40% over those three years. So that's a big jump. And what's driving it is crop prices have been good. Dairy's been relatively good. And a lot of farmers need land for silage production for the cattle and manure. Um, and so they're just bidding. We had a lot of money coming in from the farm programs, from the the various payments during the COVID time, the PPP loans and the CFAP payments. And then the land values are shooting up. So farmers had liquidity with high prices on things and they had these government payments. So a lot of that was poured into buying up land to make sure they had a good supply of, of forage for the cattle and a place to put their manure. And can you touch on where are margins and the break-even points looking? Yeah, it's tight out there this year. It, it will hear some more information, but I it uh, corn and soybeans are negative margins in some people's budgets. Positive margins are very, very, very thin margins for other budgets. So it's really going to be a year where maintaining cost control is going to be an important and good marketing. And because margins are thin to negative for a lot of depends on your actual production practices and your system, but it's a tough year coming up. That was Paul Mitchell, director of the Rank Egger Business Institute at UW-Madison, along with us. He added that while he does recommend ARC, if you're wanting to add supplemental coverage option crop insurance on top of your regular crop insurance policy, then you should choose PLC. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.